Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. We are ever getting closer to episode 100. And boy, oh boy, I can't believe it. This, uh, if my math is correct, episode 97. So thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you and you and not so much you, but definitely you. Um, today, the intent was to talk about stadiums. I posted, uh, posted something on Twitter asking for people's feedback on stadiums. And I was going to kind of roll with it, you know, talk about which ones to use, which ones not to use. Um, my issues with elevation being such a prevalent problem in this game. Prevalent problem. Say that a bunch of times fast. Uh, but we're going to hold off on that because today I'm so... Disclaimer. I am recording this episode on Wednesday, July 6th. That is the day after you just got the last episode. You are still getting this episode on a Tuesday. It will be coming out in about six days time. Uh, I am getting on a plane tomorrow for scenic Birmingham, Alabama to go to work. So, I promised you, or I, tr I, I said I'd try my best to get you an episode, so here we are. I'm getting you an episode. We're recording this today because Player of the Month content dropped. And we have some thoughts. Whole whole bunch of other things came out. Headliner Nolan Gorman, we'll give him a check. New mini-seasons missions with uh, some banger repeatable rewards that I plan on grinding the ever-loving shit out of again and again and again. Okay? So, we're going to talk about those things today instead. We will hold the stadium conversation for another time. Now that you've heard me talk about the stadiums, however, just a little bit, leave me your stadium feedback below in the comments. Which stadiums do you like to play at? Which stadiums do you hate to play at? What do you think about elevation? Should it be gone? Should it be there? Should it be normalized? Who fucking knows? All right, deal? Let's go. Let's talk. Let's start it with the easy stuff first. We're going to go look at the new headliner. Headliner, set, whatever the hell we're on. 28. Future Stars Nolan Gorman. He's back. Shout out Shane. Shane Payne. Twitch mod. Friend. Homie. Loves Nolan Gorman and his Cardinals. 110 contact right, 114 power right. This card is nasty off the bench. Very, 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 very good bench bat. 79 contact left is icky. We don't like that. 94 power left is fine. 83 in the field, so he'll be a diamond at P2. 88 arm at second base. He can also play third as a secondary, so that's nice. Uh, 55 speed, so he's not a slug. He's not exactly a speedster. He's not a slug. Uh, this card's insane. You should buy it and leave it in your inventory or put him on your bench. Um, his swing is probably nasty. This headliner dropped about an hour and a half ago, and it's already cheap. So just, he'll, his price will probably come down a little more. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm going to. Don't buy packs, you fucking idiots. Just buy the card. Thank you. Um, next. Let's talk mini-seasons, okay? I hate mini-seasons. I don't play it a lot. Because it's awful. However, every so often, MLB The Show and SDS will give you a little something-something. Okay. So... New missions. We hit the triangle button to see the missions. Now, so my head is covering it. Maybe I should move that temporarily. Please hold. We're doing this on the fly. I will then put my head back to where it normally is. Okay, can everybody see the missions? Yes, we can. If you so choose to go through the entire mini-season, again, if you're an offline grinder, good for you. I'm not. I hate it. Legend Choice Pack. A Takashi. That's pretty cool. Makes Babe Ruth's price more attainable. Championship Bundle is your typical 15 packs of one ball and is a habit. Plus stubs and XP. As I go, excuse me. Huh? 
That's what I think about the new uh, monthly program, but we'll get there in a second. Um, Mini Seasons team icons. Oh, joy! We don't care about that. Uh, for making the playoffs a prospect choice pack, if you don't have all the prospects at this point, I don't know what to tell you. If you score 30 runs in a season playing on All-Star, very attainable because you play a lot of games. You get a five-ball and bundle. 30x, uh, 3,000 XP. That's pretty good. Uh, five show packs, five show packs, headline... Okay, we're going to talk about that one in a second. Um, some sort of something, a bat, woohoo, headliner, headliner, always... All right, if you win one game on Legend, always intense choice pack set two. One game on Legend. I don't care if you're the first-time player or an experienced player. It's a three-inning game on Legend. You can get lucky and win, so try to do that. Uh, mystery choice pack, and uh, if you get five strikeouts with lefties, you get a headliner choice pack set 19. The one thing we need to talk about here, you should be doing this over and over and over and over and over and over. The program, this, this whole thing has been out for an hour and a half. I've done this three times already. In a single game, score 10 or more runs. You could do this once per season. So once you do it, reset the mini season and do it again. Then reset the mini-season and do it again. You get a headliner choice pack set 10, 1,500 stubs, and 2,500 XP. It's this pack, guys. It's the choice pack. So it's you automatically get a jersey. That's a free 1K. We're not keeping that. And then you have a chance. It's a 1-3 in three chance at a 90 overall. It could be a headliner. It could be live series. Most likely headliner, but could be live series. 1-5 in five chance at diamond, and everything else is at least gold. Disclaimer, I've done this three times. I've gotten three golds. I've gotten lucky and I've gotten some golds who are um, playing well, so their prices are a little higher. But still, three golds plus the 1K XP times three, so 3,000. I've done this three times, realistically only in an hour, because I haven't been doing it the entire hour and a half, and I've made like 15K out of it already, plus 20K XP, because you also get gameplay XP. So you're getting 2,500 XP for completing it as a mission and probably getting around the same amount, 2,000 to 2,500 XP for playing the game. Now, the way you guarantee you do this, okay? I'm not going to do this while we're playing, but I will walk you through the process. Always make sure you are the, you're the home team, okay? Always make sure you're the home team. You want to pick your stadium. Secondly, this is not um, uh, mandatory. This is recommended. Check the team you're going up against, okay? There is no penalty for continuously resetting each mini-season. So if you run into a team of goons, or if you run into a team of pitchers that you don't like to hit, just reset until you get a new team. The team I matched up with, sure, it has Bobby Miller at the top, but that's their number one starter. Don't pick your number one starter. You won't face Bobby Miller. I'm comfortable with this team. I like hitting against Herman Marquez, and by the looks of their overalls, he's an 89. That's their second best starter. I'll pick my second best starter. They'll have their second best starter. We score 10 runs. But wait, there's another step. Uh, oops, hold on, I, I messed up the step already. Doesn't matter what difficulty you play on, boys and girls. So, put it to rookie mode. There you go, put it on rookie. Boom, hit enter game. Now, when you choose your stadium, make sure you have downloaded from the vault blank canvas. Okay, it's a created stadium. It has max elevation. It has walls that are about six centimeters high. And the ball, you, you hit, it source. You, you hit late pop-up. Can't believe I didn't hit that fucking bombs. Everything, I'm trying to say they're bombs. My head's not working. I've worked 14 hours a day for the last seven days. So, <laughs> work with me here. But, 
blank canvas. You play blank canvas, you put it on rookie, play with your god squad, play with all power hitters. You could probably play with Juan Pierre times nine, and you'll still do it very easily, okay? Repeat this over and over and over and over and over again, and you will fly through the program. You will get a ton of stubs. You might get lucky with some diamond pulls. It's worth it. Good PXP for your players, too, for what that's worth. Good PXP. Um, so I'm working my way along the program. I don't have a ton, ton of time to play because, like I said, I'm going to Alabama for a week. I was just working for ungodly hours. Um, so I, I'm making my way downtown, walking walking fast, faces past, and I'm homebound. Um, I'm about a third of the way through the program, maybe a little less. Eh, ballpark a third of the way through. Um... I'm almost to the first Sizzlin' Summer Pack. So we're getting there. And then we'll get Fernando Valenzuela. Realistically, if I get to 325k, I'll be happy. Normally, I'm trying to max programs out. But if I can get the two free Sizzlin' Summer Bosses and Valenzuela, I'm in. I'm in. And, and with this new mini-seasons method, we'll absolutely get there. Okay. Let's talk monthly awards program. Guys, this is not going to be a long episode. Probably somewhere in the vein of the 20 to 25 minute range, just like last week. Once my helter-skelter traveling and nonsense is done, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled programming, okay? But June Monthly Award, the Lightning Card, none other than, work with me as we get to the back, Jordan Alvarez. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with Jordan, and we're going to work our way backwards, okay? So we can look at every single card. I'm going to go put my camera back where it needs to be. Actually, I'm going to put it a little higher so we can see all of the stats. Because the chief complaint with Jordan Alvarez is that he's slow as fuck. So, Jordan in June hit 418 with 9 home runs, 28 RBIs. Led Major League Baseball in average RBIs, WOBA. It's a fun stat. And war. Dude's a beast. He's just insane. He is 115 contact right, 125 power right. Automatically, probably the best lefty bench bat in the game. Better than Delgado. Easily. Um... He, technically, he's better than Devers, but I think Devers has more utility than he does. Uh, against lefties, 101 contact left is fine. 92 power left is a little low. Kind of wish it was higher. They could have taken this excuse to juice him up like they did with Schwarber from last year, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So now here's, here's the, the icky stuff. They made his discipline and his clutch really high. Those stats are meaningless. <laughs> we could have taken those attributes and put them somewhere else. We could have given him a little more contact and power versus left. But the big thing is he only has 43 speed. Is that already probably pretty generous? I think so. But having 43 speed in a game with no DH makes him unusable in the outfield. If you put him in the outfield, you are asking to get your cheeks clapped. 75 fielding, also very generous, okay? So you can live at P5, he's 80 in the field in his primary left field. That's not bad. 76 arm at P5, that's not bad. 83 reaction, honestly, not bad. But 43 speed at P5, 48, just wipes that all away. It ruins it. This card as a bat alone is nasty, nasty good. But the second you factor in, he can only play outfield and he's slower than dick. Really, really, really hurts this card. I think everyone should get him. I think everyone should put him on the bench. I don't think you should start him. If you start him, I'm going to laugh at you. Um, we finally get throwback lightning Chris Sale, which we've known about for like 12 weeks, and we finally can unlock him. I don't think he's going to be very good, even though I can't hit Chris Sale cards. Um, 
I'm skipping packs here. Okay, the 95 overall monthly awards cards we've gotten. Brian Reynolds, fan favorite. His lefty numbers are stinky caca. However, he's a beast against righties, like a beast beast against righties. He's a switch hitter, diamond uh, fielding at P1, so that's incredible. 85 speed, 90 reaction. Not bad. I, I think I'll see people starting this card. I'm not going to start it because there's so many good lefty pitchers. And that's his weak side by a lot. Even at P5, 95 contact left, 83 power left. It's low. It's low. But he's a righty killer. So bench bat, maybe. Uh, not for me, but maybe. We're going to skip this middle one for a second. Kyle Schwarber honestly might be the best card in the program. He can't play catcher anymore, guys. He cannot catch no more. He hasn't caught in a while. That's why he can't catch anymore. 75 in the field, 77 reaction, 84 arm is really good, 52 speed. That's what makes him better. Is it great? No. It's not much better, but it's better, you know, 50 is kind of the, the minimum that you want out there, and he's got it. Plus, he can play first base, so that alone makes it much better. 103 contact right, 115 power right. Again, he could also be a bench bat righty killer. His contact's a little low for my taste, but I can see it. Uh, 90 contact left, 102 power left. They basically flipped what Jordan had. Jordan was higher contact, lower power. This is lower contact, higher power. Um, but again, they, fuck, his discipline and clutch are too high. Get rid of that. Make him lower, put his, his attributes somewhere else. Uh, good card, though. Then they gave us this meaningless piece of garbage. Like, John Gray. Not taking anything away from the fella. He had a great month. He had 44 strikeouts, a 2.6 FIP, and a 1.1 war. Great month. He throws a four-seam slider circle change and a curveball. He's Joe Random. He sucks. Maybe we should have made him a 93 and given a better starting pitcher a 95 for this monthly awards program. This card is absolutely fucking atrocious, and it's embarrassing that they think we're not going to, you know, we're just going to accept it. This card sucks. This card is not good. Um, generally speaking, you want your monthly awards starting pitchers to be ones that have at least a little viability. They, they at least make you think. There is another one that we're going to get to that certainly makes you think. This one, however, is trash. Don't use it. The 90... Oh, 95s again. Uh, the 93s. Former Yankee not-so-great Brandon Jury is just tearing the ever-loving cover off the ball. And this card fucks hard. Third base primary who can play first, second, left, and right. He's playing just about everywhere. And he's 82 in the field, so he's a very good fielder. 89 arm, 89 reaction, 50 speeds for the corner outfield like we discussed, but it's, it, it's you know, it's better than Jordan Alvarez, plus 89 reaction is stellar. Uh, this card's a lefty smasher. 111 contact left, 108 power left. His righty is okay. 95 contact right is, is not great, but it's high enough to get away with it. 84 power right. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, I might fuck with this card at second base. I still think Chase Utley's better, Cattell's better, Mookie Betts is better, but Brandon Jury's swing is elite. Elite. So, worth a shot, just putting it out there. Daniel Hudson. So, Joe Random reliever, four-seam slider, two-seam circle change, but he throws some gas, 95 velo, 97 break, 85 controls, not bad. 100 hits per nine, okay. He's not my favorite card. I'm not going to use him, but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw him in bullpens. I think this card is, like, 
semi-viable, especially in a bullpen situation, as we talked about a few weeks ago, that is really, really weak. So, again, not for me, but I'll get it. I'll get it if you're using him. Uh, shout out John Birdie, who is not only a beast on the base paths, he's helping carry my categories fantasy squad. I picked him up midseason, and he's been incredible. Um, third baseman with second short left center right. This dude plays everywhere but catcher and first. High contacts. 74 power against left. Don't fucking sleep on it. It's not bad. It's not bad. 87 in the field. 85 reaction, and then perfect 99s on the bases. 99 speed, 99 steal, 99 aggressiveness. This card is should be everybody's new bench pinch runner. It's going to take Juan Pierre out of the equation. It's going to put John Birdie in. John Birdie, objectively, has a better swing than Juan Pierre. He plays more positions. He actually has utility as a hitter. Juan Pierre, if you have to hit with him, you're fucked. If you hit with John Birdie against a lefty, you have a decent chance of success if you piece it up. Good card. Good card. Like, actually, objectively, a good card. Is he a starter? No. Should you ever start him? Fucking no. However, you want the henchman from the monthly awards program to have some bit of utility. Something. This card has three things going for it. Perfect speed, or perfect base running, period. Positional flexibility out the yin-yang twins. And he hits lefties. Is he an ideal pinch hitter against lefties? Absolutely not. However, if you need him to do it, he can so this is a good card. This is probably going to be the most used card in the program. It's Jorge Lopez. He only allowed four hits in June and converted all seven save attempts for the Orioles that are suddenly decent. Not good. Decent. Sinker primary that has outlier. 114 hits per nine. 96 break. 87 control. Curveball uh, circle change slider four seam. Funky delivery. I mean, guys, this card is fucking nuts. This is a really, really good reliever. Like, actually very good. And pitching clutch on a reliever is important. It's different than hitting, hitting clutch. Pitcher clutch means in two-out situations or runners in scoring position situations, he'll buckle down and get it done. I don't know how exactly that works, but that's technically what it does. Uh, this card is insane. Get it. Put it in your bullpen. Don't think twice. Uh, absolutely must-have card. This is the one starting pitcher we got who makes you think. Taiwan Walker, another stud on the fantasy squad. Uh, Four-seamer, splitter, slider, sinker, cutter. Not a wacky delivery, but a different one, and it's quick, so it might catch some people off guard. Plus, he's a big motherfucker at 6'4", so it's coming from a reasonably high arm angle. Um, 86 control, 90 velo, 99 break. That's the big one, because that splitter is a very nasty pitch. Um, 95 hits per nine is a little low. 100 stamina is good. The things that I don't love about this card, the four seam and the sinker are virtually the same speed. My head is covering it, but virtually the same speed. The splitter and slider are virtually the same speed, and the cutter is actually maybe his second best pitch. Um, I tend to think you need Velo or a reasonable amount of it to succeed in ranked seasons. Dallas Keuchel is obviously the antithesis of that because everyone seems to like him very much. So I don't know about Taiwan Walker. I am open to trying him, and I am expecting to see him at some point. He is not bad. He's this is this is the thought process though. These cards are making you think, just like uh, Tariq Skubal made you think, just like Martin Perez made you think. This card's making you think. Lastly, 
Teoscar Hernandez. I cannot fucking hit with these cards, no matter how nasty his attributes are. I don't. I can't figure out his swing. But this is a lefty uh, killer off the bench, who plays all three outfield positions reasonably well. Not fantastic, but reasonably well. 118 contact left, 112 power left is really all you need to know about this card as a hitter. Um, you're not starting him, so his righty stats don't matter much. 76 in the field in his primary, which is right field. 81 speed and 76 reaction. 86 arm. Is he the best right fielder? No. Is he a gold glover? Certainly fucking not. But he will get the job done. He's going to be better in the outfield than a Babe Ruth. Better than your Don Alvarez. Um, but I don't think you need him in the outfield. I think you put him on the bench... Hit him once per game, call it a day. Last thing here, um, we could look out for what's coming here. We got another Takashi pack in the program. We got always intense headliners, always intense headliners. They loaded this with, with packs. Um, the four tops now cards that came out this week all kind of suck poopy. Christian Javier was electric in real life, and his card just stinks because he throws no good pitches. Isak Paredes mashed the ball in June and continues to mash the ball early in July, and his power numbers are 86 and 92. So that doesn't make any sense to me. He had a three-home run game against the Yankees and continued, like I said, to hit for extra base hits, and his power numbers suck. So I'm confused. Michael Chavis, uh, what did he even do? Hit a home run in eighth, walk-off RBI single in tenth. Whatever. This card has positional flexibility, but he's useless otherwise because he does nothing well. Aaron Hicks, I was hoping this card would be good. It's not. Um, <laughs> at all, really. It's terrible in the field. It can't run. It's only so-so against righties and dog water against lefties. So, a really, really rough round of tops now. And overall, the, I think the, the monthly award bosses are better than Jordan. Or at least, I shouldn't say better than Jordan, because, guys, when I say better than or worse than, I, really what I mean is, like, usability as far as utility goes. Jordan is objectively the best card in the program. Like, it's fucking obvious. Look at his hitting attributes. He is clearly the best card in the program. However, he has the least utility for compared to how good he is. Does that fucking... It's simple economics here. I'm trying to make sense. If a card is X good, it should be doing X good things. This card is X good and not doing X good things. Whereas John Birdie is easier to get, lower overall, and cheaper... And does more. So you, know, you see what I'm getting there? That That's kind of what I mean. Everyone's going to grind for your Don. You should grind for your Don. I encourage you to grind for your Don. But don't fucking start him on your team. We have had, essentially, three. Eh, no, Devers is good. We've had two out of three really, really shitty monthly awards programs. Or at least lightning cards. SDS better pick this shit up. I hope someone goes absolutely apeshit in July. Because we're getting to the point where it's 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 going to be a 98 and very soon 99. We're going to get good cards really, 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 really soon. This one's... This one... Jordan mm. deserved it, but like, God, this card bothers me. I wish it was, I wish it was just a smidge faster, or his reaction time was way better. And both are unrealistic based on the slug that Jordan Alvarez actually is. But thankfully, the dude doesn't have to run much. Because all he does is hit giant dick homers every other time he comes to the plate. So, guys, grind the monthly program. Take your time doing it. There's no rush to get these things done. 
You're going to have more fun probably using the henchman for the most part. But put your Don on your bench and hit big dick pinch hit home runs in the ninth inning. That's 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 my recommendation. Guys, thank you for uh, being understanding of my hectic schedule. I hope that this episode is not too dated by the time it drops six days from now. I hate pre-recording this far in advance, but it's just the nature of what it is to make sure I got you guys an episode. My goal this year was to get an episode every week. I'm not fucking skipping it. And I haven't yet. So, that's on the back to me. Uh, that's it, guys. Enjoy the content. I will see you guys next week.